Welcome to episode 0.5 with Nerds with Mics. I'm Travis. And I'm Justin. This is a podcast about games, pop culture, movies, you name it. So, uh, what's up, Justin? Uh, not a lot, Travis. What have you been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, just uh, been hanging out, playing games, watching movies. Working. And working, yes. You just went to Nashville recently, didn't you? I did go to Nashville. I actually went to Nashville to take a leadership uh, seminar at Vanderbilt. What are you uh, supposed to be leading? Uh, All the things. All the things. (laughs) All the things. things. Do your thing with your thing. Yep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a way to get it started. (laughs) That is one way to get it started. So, Travis, uh, I think I asked you this last time. I'm going to ask you again. What have you been playing uh, since the last time we spoke? Um, I have actually been playing a little bit of everything. So... Uh, I've gotten to play uh, a little bit of the vision, which I think I talked about on the last episode. Yeah. Um, haven't got to play nearly as much as I've wanted to. I think I'm level fifteen, level eleven here. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to play much at all. Yeah, um, and then other than that, I've actually just been playing a few games here and there. I haven't really sunk my teeth in anything per se, uh, but I played a little bit of the new Hitman, um, which is good so far. Um, and then also I've been playing a, a, an indie game by Square Enix called uh, Life is Strange. That's excellent. That game is fantastic. Yeah, so it's uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then when I haven't been playing games, I've been watching uh, season two of Daredevil, which I know you haven't watched. Right? I have not. I've not. Uh, I haven't. I never got into it. I didn't watch the first season. Uh, I could care less about this one. Maybe one day. <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe one day uh, I will. Uh, I'll give it a shot. I just. Uh, you're not too busy doing other things, man, to watch a new show. You strike me as more of a House of Cards kind of guy. Though. I am a House of Cards kind of <laughs> guy. Uh, definitely House of Cards. Okay, but other than that, that's all I've been doing. What about yourself? I've been playing The Division, you know, some here and there. Uh, I've been playing Hitman, like you said. Uh, basically just, oh, uh, the big one. Uh, I keep going back to it, Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> I am addicted. Uh, I know, man. How many months has it been out now? Uh, since December. It's just it's a really solid first person shooter and I've got a really good group of people I play with. It makes it very addicting and uh one more match turns into 30 more matches before you know it. So, been playing a lot of that. Well, it's good you're getting your money's worth. Absolutely. You uh seen any movies or TV shows that you want to talk about? House of Cards. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been watching yeah, I've been watching uh House of Cards. Uh trying to think of what else I've been watching. Uh we've been rewatching The Office because that's always uh Worthy of a rewatch here and there. Uh, she insists on watching Fuller House. Me, not so much. Have you watched that yet? Um, I don't want to say that I've watched the entire thing, but I might have. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. Yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like th- we're like three episodes away from the finale. It's not, it's not terrible, but it's not great. I agree. Like I think a lot of people that go into it expecting it to be exactly like the old ones those are the people that are going to be disappointed um but i find this one it calls a little bit on the old ones but it also tries to make it its own um but i will say there's a lot of cheese in it it's way too cheesy for today's tv yeah Uh, it would have been perfect for like abc family or freeform whatever they're calling it now but for netflix i just demand more quality out of my netflix tv it's because they've set the bar so high right and this didn't even get close to the bar yeah, yeah. I uh, it was great seeing everybody in the first episode, but after that, it kind of fell flat. Yeah, one movie that I actually seen, uh, I actually seen it twice. I seen it once, once here at home, and then when I was in Nashville, I went to IMAX. I went and seen uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I don't know if you're a fan of the Cloverfield movies or not. 
yeah, I uh, really enjoyed the first one, but uh, I, I don't know much about this one. Yeah, so this one, it's kind of different in the sense uh, – it's not shot in as much in the documentary style as the first one is. Uh, it's kind of more of a psychological suspense, uh, where basically these people are, are trapped in a you know trapped in a cellar uh, with John Goodman's character, and you're constantly deciding back and forth if he's crazy, if he knows what he's talking about, and there's just this whole underlining tone of mystery you're constantly thinking about uh, through the whole movie. But I, I won't give anything away, but I will tell you, if uh, you're a fan of the first one, then you'll definitely like the second one. That sounds good. I, I'll have to make an effort to go see that. Another big movie comes out this week, but we'll get to that later. Oh, snap. Yeah, we're going to get to that one later. It's a big one. Yeah, so uh, so moving on, now that we, we know what we've been doing the past week, uh, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was um, yesterday on the 21st, Apple announced uh, a couple new products, uh, one being the iPhone 5SE, uh, which is basically an updated version of the iPhone 5. Uh, what it consists of uh, has basically all the same internal components as an iPhone 6S, uh, has the same camera, um, you know, a lot of the same features, with the exception it does not have 3D Touch. Uh, and for those of you not familiar with 3D Touch, it's basically where you can force press on the screen uh, to allow you to have shortcuts into applications and things like that. Um, that will be starting at 399 to buy it outright uh, at a 16 gigabyte model. Uh, and then they also announced um, the iPad Pro 9.7-inch model. Uh, it's basically everything that the 12-inch, 12.9-inch uh, iPad Pro is um, hardware-wise, um, but they did actually upgrade the camera from an 8-megapixel to a 12-megapixel uh, camera. They also added a flash, and they also added what they call a, uh, a true-tone display. Uh, what that actually allows you to do is it will actually measure the ambient light in your room, and it will match the lighting of the screen to the lighting in your room. Uh, so what's cool about that is for people that are really into um, drawing and their artists and things like that, that's one of the features that a, a lot of people are looking for. Uh, and that actually uh, starts at 599 for a 32-gig model, uh, then goes up to 128, and then also up to a 256 gig model. So, uh, so yeah. And then outside the realms of that, the only other thing they announced is a couple new wa watch bands for Apple Watch. Uh, a lot of people were anticipating them releasing an actual new watch, but uh, they actually just decided to release some new uh, new watch bands. Um, you know, so that's what that's what was covered. The uh, watch took a price drop. As well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, so uh, the Apple Watch Sport model uh, normally starts at three fifty, but it now starts at two ninety nine. So, so for those people that are wanting to get into an Apple Watch but don't necessarily want to spend three hundred fifty dollars, um, you know, they're now able to spend three hundred and get one. I think they're really going after the market for the new Fitbit, which is the Fitbit Blaze uh, at one ninety nine, um, and it's uh, it's Fitbit smartwatch basically that's also a fitness tracker. Um, so for a hundred more bucks, you can get into an Apple watch. It's going to give you more features, uh, and be a little bit more stylish. And it's not nearly as cheaply made as what a, a Fitbit blaze is. That's just my opinion. But, uh, you know, so that's what was announced yesterday. Okay. Um, you mentioned, uh, they upgraded the camera in the iPad. I have an iPad air. Um, I don't use it to take pictures. Do you use yours to take pictures? Like I know you have an iPad pro. Have you ever taken, taken one picture with it? Uh, the only thing that I actually use the camera for on my iPad Pro uh, is if there is a document that I want to scan and write with it with my pencil. That's literally the only time I've ever taken a picture recorded video with it. That would come in handy. Um, other than that, no. I mean, I know the new one's been upgraded from an 8 megapixel to a 12 megapixel, but it also allows you to do the live photos like on the new iPhone 6S. But, 
you know, I've never been one of those people to go to a theme park or Disney and walk around with my iPad held up above my head. Uh, those are typically also the same people you'll find wearing fanny packs. As I was well. about to say, <laughs> did you bring your fanny pack? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't actually use my, uh, my iPad to take pictures or record video, but I'm sure yeah. there's people that do, and they probably do it for a specific reason. All right, honest question. Uh, how, do you use your 3D touch feature on your iPhone? Well, I, I don't want to be silly, but I actually don't have a success. Re- what? No, I do not. Wow. I have an iPhone 6 Plus. I haven't I haven't upgraded yet, unfortunately. So You want you want to hear my take on it? it you, I'm going to assume you don't use it. I forget that it's there, it, unless I'm trying to save a picture. Or uh, open up something uh, in a new window. It'll then try to pop it up with the 3D Touch, and I just get frustrated with it. But, yeah, I don't really use that feature at all. It's just kind of a wasted feature for me. Well, I think I think depending on uh, if you're new to the iPhone and that's a feature that you're discovering along with, you know, discovering other features on your iPhone, I think that you'll probably be more apt to want to use that. However, if you've been an iPhone user for a really long time and you're kind of already set in your ways, I would find that as maybe a feature that you might not use as often. Yeah. So, okay, so we've touched on the Apple keynote that happened yesterday. Um, we talked about the division briefly, uh, you know, at the beginning of the podcast. Here we are, two weeks in, uh, on what's basically an MMO third-person shooter RPG. You know, we're two weeks in. A lot of people have already hit the level cap. Where do we go from here? Um, I know you and I, neither one, have come close to the level cap. Uh, but like all of my friends have, they have just left me high and dry. Uh, they're in the dark zone, you know, killing people and taking all their stuff. And here I am just struggling with the, uh, the, uh, missions outside of the dark zone with random matchmaking crowds, which are terrible by the way. Uh, so like, where do you think the future, the the future of this game is? I know that there's a season pass and a lot of DLC planned, but where do you think it's going to go? Um, Honestly, like I ha- I'm like you. I have several friends that uh, that have already hit 30, and they want to do nothing more than power level me all the way to 30. And I'm just I'm just not a big fan of powering level. I feel like I really get to miss out on a lot of the game by doing that. Um, but honestly, I think you know I've already heard a couple people say that I've heard some people say that once they hit 30, they feel like the game gets better and it gets harder. Then I've also heard uh, people say that. Um, that there's not a whole lot of in-game content once you hit 30. Um, me personally, I feel like once I hit 30, I'm going to spend more time focusing on the dark zone as long as I'm with friends. Uh, I've done the dark zone a t- couple times by myself, and going in by yourself is never a good decision. I've never made it out alive. Uh, I, al- I always die. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, honestly, like I know that uh, they said at the end of, uh, I think it's next month, they're going to introduce eight- eight-man raids which I think will be really interesting to be able to actually do raids. Um, and then I think they're supposed to be doing a patch that's actually going to, uh, and I think it's actually coming the next week or two, that's also going to provide a little bit more in-game content for people that it's, uh, it's 30. Give them, more, give them something to do. That'd be good. Um, do we know when uh, any of this DLC is supposed to roll out? Like, I, I don't even know when all the expansion pack, I bought the expansion pack even. I don't know what is expected of it. Um, I know trying to think i think there's three or four um actual expansions included i know you get a lot of uh uh, costumes which don't really have any stats to them it's just more cosmetic um but what do you know anything about uh the season pass travis and what it includes so uh, there's a couple there's a couple different ones so um there's going to be some that are 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 free 
free updates um, through uh, through DLC, and there's also going to be paid updates. Um, the one that's actually going to be uh, free is going to be the one that uh, actually has the eight-man raids, and then the paid ones are going to be uh, released over the next, I think, three to four months uh, that's going to add bigger areas to the city, more actual missions, and then they're going to add more raids and stuff later on as well. Yeah, if you look at the map, there it looks like, <clears throat> I know it's just a map in-game, but you know if you go to like the bottom or the top, it you can tell that it kind of looks like maybe there's going to be something there that's going to expand into that territory. I'll just be honest, though, I haven't done a lot of research on the season pass uh, to find out for sure. You know, I just got the uh, the gold edition, and um, uh, just which came with all of it, and I just kind of did it without thinking. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, the first DLC that's going to be released is called Underground. Uh, that's going to be the first major DLC expansion, and that's actually going to allow players uh, to go through mazes in Manhattan's subways and tunnels. So that's going to be strictly underground. Um, and then in the, and then by the end of the summer, they're going to have another DLC expansion called Survival. And this will actually challenge players to survive in hostile environments by collecting supplies. So that's going to be more like a survival-type expansion, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Um, and then uh, the third one, which comes out by the end of the year, is called Last Stand. Uh, and this will basically allow you uh, – it's going to have relentless foes that will force players to put up a solid defense. Um and the rumor is that uh, this expansion will actually take place on Liberty Island in New York, which is kind of cool. That'd be really awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I'm actually. I now I'm looking at it. It's got the uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah. As the uh, the icon there. That's nice. Yeah. So it'll be pretty interesting. I definitely feel like they have a roadmap for the game to be more successful than it already is. But if anything tells you. I mean, this is the biggest selling game in Ubisoft's history, uh, so I suspect that um, and expect that uh, Ubisoft will have a lot of support behind this title of future updates. I mean, I know they've already done a really good job of um, maintaining servers and doing a lot of updates on that end, uh, so it seems like they have a lot of attention, you know, to the game right now. Do you think it's? Uh, are you having more fun with this game than you were the, uh, Destiny? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no kidding. I, I kind of figured that. I kind of figured that's where this uh, conversation was going. <laughs> I um, have a lot of friends who still play Destiny. Like they put hours and hours into that game still to this day, and I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I had a lot of fun up until I hit the cap and did a couple of the raids. But to me, it got very, it got very monotonous, and and you know, it kind of got old for me. Uh, pretty quickly. So that brings me to my next point about uh, the division and destiny comparison um so one of the things that i thought was strange was ign did a review on destiny and gave it a 7.8 uh, which is a good rating according to them um they rated it for excellent combat uh it's visually stunning and they liked the gear system uh, things they didn't like was the minimal story and some weak rpg elements um you know so one of the things that i was confused about is if they're going to give this game a 7.8 and then they're going to review uh, The Division and they're going to give it a 6.7, which is an okay rating, uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's funny that you – the pros and cons that you mentioned because the pros for The Division are Beautiful World, uh, Solid Combat, and Good RPG Elements. So it actually did RPG Elements better than Destiny according to IGN. Uh, the negatives were a static open world and a thin end game, which – I honestly can't tell you about the end game right. because I'm not there yet, but my friends seem to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, to me, it just it just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, especially because 
the biggest complaint that I felt with Destiny was that you didn't really get a lot of content until after the DLC had dropped, whereas I feel like with The Division right out of the gate, to me it just felt like it has, you know, obviously I haven't been to the end yet, but I can already see personally that I feel like there's a lot more to it as far as the RPG element um, and just the character uh, skills and things like that. So, I agree. So, Travis, uh, something big comes out this week. Yeah, um, and unless you're living under a rock, uh, Batman vs. Superman is actually set to come out on Thursday. Um, you know, a lot of people are pretty excited about this movie. I'm still kind of on the fence about the movie. Is Christopher uh, Nolan making this movie? Uh, I believe he has a hand in it, but he's not making it, is he? Is Christian Bale in this movie? No. Who's Batman again? Christian Bale. No, who's Batman in this one? Oh, in this one, Ben Affleck. Ugh, see, that just, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's actually one of the things that I'm least concerned about. Really? I will say this. Since he did Daredevil, he's, you know, he's added some impressive movies to his resume. You know, he did Argo, Gone Girl. That's all I can think of at the moment, but... I just don't know if he's ready. Geely. To... No, 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 no. I just don't know if he's ready to be a superhero, right? If now, ever. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm kind of right there with you, uh, but I will tell you that after seeing him in the bat suit, after seeing him be Bruce Wayne, I'm I'm honestly more sold on him than I was in the beginning. Uh, however, what I'm not sold on is how much content and how many characters and how many different storylines are getting fit into this movie. I agree. That has been the trend lately, and it is um, unsettling, I guess you could say, because you can only get so many, so much of a story and so many characters into two hours or even three hours, and I feel like these superhero movies just keep cramming people in. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I when I think about this movie, uh, as silly as it is to say, I think about uh, uh, what happened with uh, Spider Man Three. And how, how great that movie was. Yeah, by great, I mean the opposite. I mean, you had Venom, Venom you had uh, the Goblin, you had Sandman, you also had Spider-Man, you also had uh, Mary Jane Watson, right? Yep. Um, Gwen Stacy. And Gwen Stacy, yeah. And, and not only that, but I'm pretty sure in this movie, uh, in Spider-Man 3, is when you also had emo Peter Parker. <laughs> and dancing Peter Parker. <laughs> and dancing Peter Parker. So my point... My point is, is that sometimes, I mean, because in this movie you got Batman and Superman, and that's what I thought it was going to be yep. originally. And then some of the trailers that they show later on also showed uh, Doomsday. And Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman. And, and you know, I, I just wonder how much of this movie is actually going to be Batman versus Superman. Because uh, ultimately, I mean, you have to you have to guess that, you know, Batman and Super, Superman are going to have to work together to to beat the villain in this movie, yeah. clearly. Um, you know, I wanted it to be done in a way that maybe that reveal of, and it may be, that, and I just don't know it, but that they're going to lead up to Doomsday and then end, you know, going into another movie. But I'm just afraid that there's going to be less Batman versus Superman than what I want. I'm actually, uh, the more intriguing thing for me personally is Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I thought in the trailer he pulled it off really well. I mean, not... Not like traditional Lex Luthor, but his own take on it. And I feel like ever since that that first trailer where we saw him, we haven't seen much of him. Yeah, you're alone. <laughs> you're alone in that thing. Really? I, I find his Lex Luthor to be extremely odd. Um, now, now, granted, I will give you that he's definitely made it his own. Mm-hmm. But 
to me, I don't know. He just seems like a little whiny child in this movie, and I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I like it when they mix it up because you know we can only we can only see Bruce Wayne's parents get shot so many times. We can only see Peter Parker get bit so many times before it becomes stale. And I remember when this movie uh, was announced, and they said uh, Bruce Wayne was going to be older. I thought, oh great, we don't have to see his parents die. And then, sure enough, uh, the girl who plays Maggie on The Walking Dead was cast as. Bruce Wayne's mom. So I'm willing to bet at some point she takes a bullet. And I just don't know why we have to see it again. Um, we know. We know who Batman is. We know who Bruce Wayne is. We know his parents were shot. And that yeah. that's the thing I don't like. Now, back to Jesse Eisenberg. I like that because that's a new take on it. Like, Yeah, it may not fit with uh, the lore of the story, but it's just something new. And I... I respect that. I'm kind of curious, though, because um, in all the trailers, you know, because Lu- Lex Luthor has always been traditionally bald. And I'm curious that if there's going to be in some point in this movie where he loses his hair somehow. But in all the trailers, he's just he has his hair. So I'm curious of what's going to happen with that or if this is a completely new take on Lex Luthor and it's, you know, he's not going to be bald, so to speak. You know, I don't know. That's a, that's a good point. I do remember uh, after they announced his casting, there was a meme going around. Of Brian Cranston, and it said, uh, "We asked for Heisenberg, and you gave us Eisenberg." And uh, I don't know. I, I think Brian Cranston would have been great, but then again, I thought Kevin Spacey was going to be good in the role too, and that wasn't yeah. a very good movie either. Yeah, he should stick to being Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood. Um, but uh, one of the interesting things that uh, actually just broke is that uh, Batman versus Superman actually just set a major re- record on Fandango. Um, it's actually uh, the highest pre-sold movie in Fandango's history for any superhero movie. So, so you know, to say people that are excited about this movie is probably an understatement. Um, but I'm just hoping that it's not setting a bunch of people up to be disappointed. I'm going to go ahead and guess. I know I'm being pessimistic. I'm being cynical, whatever. I don't think it's going to be very good. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I still got mixed feelings. We'll just have to wait and see. I, guess. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I really hope I'm wrong because, I mean, let's face it, the more better movies there are, the better we all are off, you know. But yeah. I just feel like uh, what I've seen in the previews, I'm not sold on it. Yeah, now that, and, and to end on this, there has been a, a there's no not been any official reviews, but there has been some people that's got to see the movie and, and some of the, some of the reactions are positive so far, so we'll just have to wait and that's, see. That's promising. Yeah, so that's so that's at least promising. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, on to our next topic. Yeah, I was wanting to talk today. Um, a rumor hit uh, last week, and it's a pretty big one. Basically, the rumor is uh, that Rockstar Games has been working on re- a sequel to Red Dead Redemption. Um, they've actually supposedly been working on this sequel for a few years now. They're going to show it off at E3, and it's going to release in 2017. This is huge. Um, you know, their last game was Grand Theft Auto V, which obviously was a huge success. Oh, that uh, game's terrible. <laughs> it's, it sucks. Don't <laughs> yeah. play it. Uh, no, I mean, it's a great game. It's the it's just a huge game. But Red Dead Redemption, you know, it was something different, but still kind of the same as Grand Theft Auto in its own little way. But it was just such a great game. People have been asking for a sequel. People have been asking for it to be backwards compatible on Xbox One. I'm sure through the PS... Well, not PS2 emulator, because it's not a PS2 game. But... Just people people want to play this game, and I'm thinking, you know, I think there could be some truth to the truth of this rumor. Uh, it makes sense. It's been, I mean, if you think about it, when did GTA Five come out? Uh, it's been, I, I believe, it's been two, October 2014. I believe. I mean, that's 
Has it been that long? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was longer than that. My bad. Because um, it was out. It was out a year before they remade it on the PlayStation. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, even in that case, then you're still looking at by 2017, two years since their last game had come out. And I just don't know. I think this rumor could have some legs to it. I think it could happen. Yeah, and and I and I don't want to be selfish, but I kind of hope it happens, right? Oh, absolutely, Cause, yeah. Because I mean, I'm not a big, huge Western fan mm-hmm. by any stretch of nope. the imagination. I mean, I I like occasional Western movies, Tombstone, Open Range. I mean, there's several, but uh, but I gotta say, I really, really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption. Uh, not only that, but also the zombie expansion, which so good. is so good. Um, but you know, so some really, I you know, I, I anticipate seeing something like this, um, and also uh, today news broke that uh, Rockstar that there was also uh, two games that they added to the PlayStation Store. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Bully and Manhunt. Yes. So what's your thoughts on that? I'm looking forward to playing Bully again. Uh, Manhunt maybe it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't the best of games already, you know. Um, Rockstar has made some iffy games, you know, they're, they're far from perfect. They're pretty close to perfect. I mean, so I shouldn't say they're far from it, but, um, Manhunt and Manhunt 2 were just okay. Bully, I thought personally was great. Uh, I look forward to playing them on my PlayStation. Yeah. I want a new, I want a new version of uh, Rockstar Tennis, Rockstar <laughs> yeah, Table Tennis, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I heard recently that Rockstar is supposed to have a pretty big presence at E3 this year. So that also kind of adds fuel to the Red Dead Redemption uh, fire. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games, like, when I think about that I used to play back in the day, uh, and not to get off topic, but you think about, you know, Bully and Manhunt, and, and didn't they also make, uh, who made, did they make Midnight Club Racing? Yeah, they did. Yeah, well, which, uh, yeah, I think that was them. Yeah, and, and I actually really enjoyed that game, too, but there's a lot of games in the library that, that I almost anticipate them kind of bringing new versions out, and Red Dead being the one I'm probably most excited about. Yeah, so. I would like a sequel to L.A. Noir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I L.A. Think, Noir was fantastic. It's not going to happen. I think that studio went under, but that game was so good. I it, really enjoyed it. I think that's one of the games, too, that are kind of underappreciated, too. So. Yeah. All right, so so moving on, uh, the next news story is um, kind of two-in-one. Uh Sony announced the information on the PlayStation VR, which is going to be available sometime in October. Uh, so right, you know, going into the holiday season, uh, it's going to retail at three ninety nine, um, and it's going to come with a um, a little mini processor that you hook up to your PlayStation Four uh, to help power this PlayStation VR. Um, before we get any farther into VR, uh, Justin, I'd like to get your thoughts on: Are you excited for virtual reality? Uh, no, <laughs> I am not. I, I might get there uh, at the moment. Well, it's a mixed bag. When I look at what Oculus has provided and what games are going to work with Oculus, um, yeah, I kind of get excited, but the price really turns me off, and I don't need it. It's not something I feel like I have to have, um, unlike the Kinect, <laughs> which was amazing. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like I have to have it, um, and the price, like I said, is just really high. And especially with PlayStation VR, I'll be honest, I haven't kept up with uh, the latest developments, but I did watch the PlayStation Experience live stream. I watched the games they showed off, and they looked awful. Uh, I couldn't imagine spending any amount of money to play any of those offerings because they just did not look like fun. Yeah, and I'm curious, uh, you know, I think closer as the time gets to release, we'll hopefully see some more polished games and a bigger library for PlayStation VR. Uh, but I'm kind of like you in the sense that I don't think that I'm I'm not sold on it yet, especially when 
the PlayStation VR is as much as a PlayStation console. Um, and when it releases, I was, you know, I've read that uh, they're also going to have some different bundled offerings with different games and stuff that's included. Um, but but moving on from that is that there's also uh, rumors saying that there's going to be a, a PlayStation 4.5 um, kind of, you know, a, a beefier upgraded version of the current PlayStation 4, um, you know, which is interesting. I, I can kind of see where that makes sense uh, because if the PlayStation VR is releasing and you have to have a microprocessor to help get that extra little bit of power to power the PlayStation VR, I could see why they would want to have a, you know, a beefier console that's able to handle that without an extra accessory. Um, one of the things that I also forgot to mention is that uh, in order for the PlayStation VR to work, if you don't already have a PlayStation camera, you'll also have to buy one of those. Those are not included. Um, but what's your thoughts on another PlayStation? It's good and bad. It's it's good that they're trying to eliminate the need for that extra processor, but it sucks for anyone who already owns a PlayStation 4, which uh, you know sales number indicate that it's been selling well. I'm sure people are buying them you know, daily. I mean, a lot of people are buying them daily. So... I mean, it's inevitable that, you know, either a new console will come up or there'll be like a refresh with the hardware. But I don't know. At the same time, it just kind of sucks to people who have already purchased the product, especially if it comes in at the same price. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. To me, it kind of reminds me of Nintendo's model when they come out with new DSs. It's not a substantial upgrade. Like they may make it a little bit faster. They may add uh, you know, an extra, like an actual joystick on it, kind of like the new 3DS. Yeah. Um, you know, so I can kind of see that model. Uh, but to your point, I mean, it's different to buy a new DS as opposed to a $400 console, yeah. right? Um, but what I will tell you, without, you know, not talking about VR, but if they come out with a PlayStation that will allow me to play all my PS4 games in 4K, I am sold. Really? That's what it will take? That's exactly what Because I have a 65-inch 4K TV and a receiver that upscales everything as close to 4K as it can get. However, I don't have anything that I can enjoy all the 4K glory in. So why did you buy the TV? Listen, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. uh, I was looking for a reason to upgrade. But the thing is, is like I had every intention in watching Netflix and, and, and House of Cards in 4K House and Daredevil in 4K but the problem is where I live, I'm capped at 300 gigabytes a month. So if I watch something in 4K, it would eat up my bandwidth rather quickly. That'd be awful. Yeah. So, But honestly, I mean, the fact that these new consoles are out and the fact that they're not doing 4K just irks me. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one of the code names for this rumored PlayStation was PlayStation 4K, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think I read that somewhere. So, But... Um, but yeah, so but that's what we have for uh, rumored PlayStation news. Um, I'd actually like to touch back on something with the VR okay. real quick, yeah. um, and that is, you know, I mentioned the PlayStation experience and the terrible uh, showing of games, but you know, the PlayStation VR does come out in October, and what happens between now and October? E three. E three. So I mean, they could really you know blow the lid off of this thing and just have a huge offering of great games that everyone wants to play, or they could show more monster golf right. or whatever it was right and 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 before we move on to the next uh subject this is kind of off topic but because we just read the news today but uh but supposedly the nintendo wii u is going to stop production by the end of the year right uh that's that's the rumor uh I th it actually said that they've already stopped making accessories for it i didn't realize that um but you know that would make sense if they are planning the nintendo uh nx yeah i believe it was called or something like that yeah 
I no, it doesn't surprise me. It sucks to the people who just recently bought them, but yeah, what are you gonna that's do? That's the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Telltale Games—they've made a lot of really popular games. Uh, you know, they kind of started with the Walking Dead series, which has been extremely popular. Uh, you know, the Game of Thrones got its you know, version of it. Um, they're now uh, setting their sights on the Batman series. They have promised like a new engine to you know kind of re- reduce some of the glitches that you know just kind of common in Telltale games. Um, but I'm really excited about what they're going to do with Batman. What do you think about all of this? Um, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't got to play a ton of Telltale games. Um, you know, I, the most I've played has been The Walking Dead. I played through the uh, first season, but I haven't played any past that. Um, but I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I'm kind of curious to see. Uh, because when I think of Batman, I think of you know a lot of action and things like that, like um, the Arkham series. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of curious to see uh, how it is from more of like a a storytelling perspective, uh, and then how choices and stuff you make affect the outcome of the game and stuff. Oh, I know that's going to be really awesome. Um, you know, in the Walking Dead series, there's some combat. You never truly have control over your character. It's all the quick time, right? Uh, actions, kind of kind of like Heavy Rain. Um, it's a great game. It's a, an amazing game. You know, even with its story issues, it's still great. But uh, it's—I uh, don't know. I just—I'm excited about it. I, you know, I think it comes out this summer. I'm really looking forward to it. But you know, I wanted to ask you, what other uh, series, whether it be movies, television, just other games, what what do you want to see become a Telltale Games or get the Telltale Games treatment? Um. Wow, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say I would like to see as silly as it sounds like a Matrix game because I just love the Matrix movies. Yeah, they're great. I don't feel like that story is over even though it – I don't know. I mean it kind of feels like it is, but yeah. it doesn't. There's a lot of potential for it to grow. I'd also like to see a Lord of the Rings one. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Because they have one for Game of Thrones, and it's kind of you know that fantasy-type story. But I think to have a Lord of the Rings one would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Um you know, we've mentioned this a lot today on the episode. You're already laughing. You know where I'm going with this. Uh, I think a House of Cards Telltale Games uh, version would be great because, you know, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. I know oh, Travis is giving me a look. Um, you know, Frank at this point in the show is the He's, president. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you know, the decisions that you would make, you know, and then, of course, he, you know, cover your ears, Travis. You know, he kills people, uh, the corruption. I just think it'd be a really great game to play. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential for that. And also, maybe like a Dexter game or a oh, Lost yeah. game. Revive some of these. Oh, man, Lost. Lost would be great. Um, that w- That's actually a game. If that show were on today, I think it would have gotten the Telltale Games treatment. Yeah, I mean, how many seasons do they have of that show? Six. Six really long seasons. I, <laughs> I'm just amazed that that hasn't been... You know, I think it's been off the air long enough that it's not, like you said, it's not getting a ton of attention uh, anymore, obviously. But I think there's still a, a cult following with that show. I know that, you know, you kind of got me into the sh- – you're wearing a Dharma Initiative shirt right now as we speak. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be a great one as well. Yeah, um, you know, Lost did kind of try its hand with the – I don't know, there's some game that came oh, out. Oh, yeah, it, it was... wasn't great. But I, I feel like if Lost were on the air today, it would have a Telltale Games version of itself. And I, like I said, I think Dexter would be a great one. Dexter would be perfect for Telltale Games. Um, you know, each episode could kind of be like an episode to a series. You know, the series, you know, you have a, a guy that did something bad. You follow the guy. You find out what he did, and then you kill him. Yeah, I mean, the episode always ends with someone dying, right? So Pretty pretty much, yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and funny thing, like, 
as big as comic book movies are right now, I'm surprised that either Disney themselves or somebody hasn't done their own version of this storytelling with comic book heroes. Yeah. Because uh, I think right now, I mean, it, it's such a big popular thing that, you know, and, and they're already comic books. So, you know, you figured there'd be some some form of that, you know, for those as well. There was The Wolf Among Us, but it's more, I think it's more of a graphic novel, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't personally get to play that one. Did you play it? I think I played the first episode. It was good, but I wasn't, I honestly wasn't familiar with the story and kind of had trouble getting into it. The Walking Dead series, I I loved. And, you know, speaking of The Walking Dead, uh, they announced that the uh, first episode of season three will actually come out this year, 2016. So that's awesome. They also said I think it would use the new engine that Batman's going to use. So that'd be nice. Yeah. And the last game that I can think of that I would want to get the, the Tilt Hall uh, treatment would be Star Wars. That would be amazing. Um, I don't think it will happen with Disney. Uh, I, I, you know, I think it will happen, but I don't think it will be Telltale Games. I think it will be Disney Interactive. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but to me, if they're gonna make, you know, a Lego game with Star Wars, they'd be silly not to do more of a an adventure story type thing with Star Wars. You know, even using that as a way to bridge like the the old movie old movies and the new movies, maybe some of the events between the movies, things like that, I think would be really cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. And, you know, actually, you did mention Lego. They are making a Lego Force Awakens this summer, which is kind of surprising considering um, Disney Infinity 3.0 came out this past year, and it has a Force Awakens playset. Oh, yeah, that is kind of interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, the fact that they are letting Lego uh, do this, maybe it does open the door for yeah Telltale Games or somebody else to... to uh, Run with it. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So, uh, moving on. Uh, so, mentioning Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's news. There's news that's been uh, that's been kind of interesting. It's uh, the the Star Wars character that plays uh, Rey in The Force Awakens, um, Daisy uh, Ridley. Uh, there's talks that she may actually be uh, Lara Croft in a Tomb Raider reboot. I think that's a great idea. Um, she definitely has a very bright future. She was excellent in Star Wars, and you know she's going to be a very in-demand actress. And you know, I, Lara Croft is an iconic character, um, especially with the tone of the games getting more serious. I expect the movie to take a more serious tone, and I think she'd be excellent for the part. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like they're if they do a reboot, they have a really good chance of actually making a decent uh, game to movie. You know, because cause traditionally video game movies are usually not that great. Um, yeah. You know, I think about the original Tomb Raider movies; they were okay. Uh, I think about Street Fighter, terrible. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, it's terrible, but it's awesome at the same time. Yeah. Um, but you know, they they just don't have a great track record for making really good video game movies, and I think uh, I think she has the chance to change that. Honestly, I, I do too. And you know, I actually I think uh, the Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender. I mean, there's been no footage of it released that I know of, but he's a pretty good actor. You know, he kind of seems choosy with his roles. I don't think he would pick something that was going to be bad. Yeah, I'm excited for that movie. Uh, you know, I've been a fan of most of the Assassin's Creed games up up till Black Flag. After that, I just kind of fell off, to be honest with you. But I, I would be, it would be interesting to see a uh, an Assassin's Creed movie, and it actually be decent. That'd so, be great. and I like him as an actor too. He does a really good job in the X Men movies. Uh, you know, so are they still moving forward with an Uncharted movie? You know, there was a lot of talk about you know you know about a year or so ago that Mark Wahlberg was actually going to play Drake in the Uncharted movies, but then 
I, you know, I honestly, I think the conversation just kind of fell off the map, to be honest with you. If they're talking about Mark Wahlberg, I hope the conversation never picks back up. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I don't right? think he would be a good uh, Nathan Drake. No, you know who would be? Who? Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he would be. <laughs> he would be great uh, as Nathan Drake, but I don't know. Uh, he might be too old to do it. Yeah, I mean, who? I mean, who would you pick? Oh, I don't think. I don't know. I have no idea. That's a tough question. Yeah, I, Justin Bieber. Oh no, no I'm just kidding. That is terrible. <laughs> uh, I was thinking. Um, I can't. John Hamm might be a good choice. Yeah. I, okay. I'm gonna throw a name out there, and <laughs> I just thought of it. And you're gonna think I'm stupid. And too late. <laughs> yeah. What about? The, okay. He's he's a funny guy. I don't I don't think he's ever done anything serious, but Nathan Drake's kind of funny. Don't say Kevin Hart. <laughs> Not Kevin Hart. Uh Andy Samberg. You don't see it? The look you're giving me is really <laughs> no. bad. You really don't see it. I could see James Franco before I'd see uh I could not see James Franco <laughs> doing this. Have you have you not seen him in eleven twenty two sixty three? Uh of course I have. That show was great, but I don't see him uh running through well, I guess I don't see Andy Sandberg doing that either, but no. I'm just trying to think of a lighthearted because the movies or the the games are funny. Like he's a funny character, yeah. but you know, at the same time he's shooting a hundred people each level. Right. So I mean I don't know. I guess Andy Sandberg wasn't the best. No. <laughs> it was just kind of That's kinda, like saying yeah. Nicolas Cage is a good choice. <laughs> uh he's a good choice for everything. Actually yeah. I want him to play Lara Croft. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the short shorts and the tank top. That oh, that, good to go. yeah, that you know that that's probably the best choice. That's going to be the picture for this episode. <laughs> Nicholas agent short shorts. Oh, that's it's uh, Nicholas Croft. Nicholas Croft. Yeah, that's going to be great. Well, okay, so who do you think? Uh, you know, you mentioned Franco and you mentioned Nathan Fillion. Who else could play Nathan Drake? I just can't think of anybody. I, I mean, those are some pretty big shoes to fill. I bet if they do, I bet they go with an unknown. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they would almost have to, to be honest with you. I mean, like when I think about actors and like I could see them for the sake of them just doing it, and as silly as it sounds, like they would just cast the rock or something oh, something ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I mean I would almost I but when I think of actors that are kind of big time like Jonah Hill and Nathan <laughs> Drake. No. Um no, I don't. I, no, I just don't know. To be honest with you, I mean that that is a, it's a complex. I mean it's a complex role in the sense that they have to be, an action hero, but they also have to be funny. Okay, you know? I want to propose something to the producers of the Uncharted movie that may or may not happen. Cast whoever you want. I don't care who it is, but can you please just have Nolan North do the voiceover work? <laughs> Kind of like a Ray Parks as Darth Maul thing. You know, like he moved his mouth, but he didn't really say anything. They brought in a voice actor. Can we do that for Nathan Drake? Yeah. that. You know what? That might be the solution. <laughs> that might be. You could put any person out there. It doesn't matter if, as long as Nathan Drake, if I hear Nolan North uh, speaking those words. What do, you, what do you think about, I mean, as silly as it sounds, because basically when you play Uncharted, you're basically playing a movie. But you remember when... Uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children came out where it was like just a CGI movie God, that had yeah. really good special effects. What about just doing an Uncharted movie that way? Uh, I mean, I, to me, it will be hardly any different than a video game because really Uncharted is just an interactive movie. Yeah, it uh, it won't happen. Um, well, I don't think it will happen, but I don't think that that's going to draw people into the movie theaters to go see it like it would uh, you know, if you had a actual face to look at instead of a CGI face. But yeah. I don't know. I just don't see that happening, but, I mean, it could. Listen, you and I could talk about Uncharted all day. Uh, let's keep going, then. No. We, <laughs> no, okay. we need to move this on. We need to move it along, sir. Okay. 
So, uh, Deep Silver, who has made games, I think you said that they did um, Metro? They did, they did Metro. They also Dead did Island. Dead Island. And one of the big ones, the Saints Row series. Yeah, Saints Row series. They are teasing us at the moment. They are prepping a major, and I repeat, major announcement for E3. What does this mean? Well, what they consider major and me consider major are two different things. Uh, yeah. To me, like I haven't played... like. The most I've played their games would have to be um, the Dead Island series. Those are the ones that I'm most familiar with. I played through the first Saints Row game. Did we play that together? What Saints Row or yeah. Dead Island? I thought we played Saints Row together some. We did. Yeah, I thought we so. did. But uh, but once the Saints Row game started to get into the point where they were where you were basically playing in hell or something like that, or yeah, you're playing, uh, yeah, that was they got crazier and crazier with each installment. If they would have just kept them like Grand Theft Auto to the sense where they were more of a lighthearted version of a Grand Theft Auto game, I think I would have stuck with them probably. Yeah. Um, but once they start getting into like over the top stuff, it just you know, yeah, like I want to say the fourth one was basically kind of like Crackdown where you collected the orbs and then you became like a superhero pretty much and yeah it's fun but i mean i know i play video games video games started off just to be fun but now i, I kind of demand uh substance you know a story with it and i just they kind of stopped doing that i have two predictions one uh one you know i'm having a feeling they're probably going to do some sort of mmo or like a massive multiplayer uh type experience on consoles and computers or they're going to bring it to VR. Oh, dear God, not VR. <laughs> when you say MMO, do you mean more like a World of Warcraft thing or kind of like a Division Destiny kind of thing? Um, I would say more of a Division and Destiny thing, but in the realms of like the Dark Zone. Okay. And what I mean by that is like not necessarily four-player co-op through campaign, but just a, you're in a massive world with other people, uh, but you're limited to, say, you know, 30 people you know, on a map or something like that. So one minute you're doing a drive-by, and the next you're getting slapped across the face with a purple dildo. <laughs> that you know, that's basically how it works. That's basically Saints Row in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Pretty much. And yeah. I, you have a cannon that actually shoots those, right? I, I th- there's a lot of different cannons in that game. I think there's like a shark cannon or something like that. I don't know. That game is weird. But and then it's there's fun. a and then there's a truck you can shoot yourself out of, like like a uh, carnival style. Oh my gosh! Like with Saints Row, I know, like I know what I'm getting. I'm not getting a story. I'm not getting anything that's going to make me think. But I am going to have fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, outside the realms of that, I think that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, you know, like you said, what's major to them it may not be major to us. We'll just have to wait until E3. Well, I'm honestly not excited about that. I'll just tell you that. Really? I mean, that- I'm intrigued. I mean, but then again, anytime someone dangles a major announcement in front of me, I, you know, I, my ears kind of perk up and I want to know what it is, but. Maybe it's a Dead Island and, and uh, Saints Row crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but when's Dead Island 2 going to come out? I swear, if they say that the major announcement is that they're going to release Dead Island 2, I mean, I just kind of assumed they were going to anyway. I mean, I know it's kind of in limbo, but that's not a major announcement to me. That's no. a press release on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> not a... I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so moving on, uh, this part uh, is where we want to talk about basically... We each have a pick of the week, and the pick of the week can basically be anything from a game to an app to a piece of technology to a TV show, movie. It could vary, um, but basically, it's one thing that we've kind of, 
you know, enjoyed for the past week or two uh, that we want to share uh, for you guys to possibly check out. Um, so, Justin, why don't you start us off? Also, I'd like to say this is a completely unbiased opinion. Yep. You know, there's no, no one telling us to say this. This is just kind of what we yeah. enjoy. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, Hitman. Uh, we talked about it briefly in the uh, first, you know, episode zero. And uh, since then, I've played it and I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's it you know requires minimal risk. Fifteen dollars gets you the first part of the game, and I've always been the kind of person that like once I play a level or I play a game, I'm kind of done with it for the most part. There's a few games that doesn't apply, but typically that's the rule for me. And with this one, I found myself going back and doing that mission over and over and over again, trying to get all the different outcomes, you know, just all the different ways to kill these people. And I'm just having a ton of fun. And for $15, it has surprisingly high replay value for one level. Really, you're getting two with the training level. After it uh, holds your hand through the first part, they kind of let you on your own. But um, it's for $15, it's, it's a pretty good deal. Now, let me ask you, did you do the $15 deal, or did you go ahead and do the 60 up front? I went ahead and did the 60 up front. But does this give you a little bit more faith in if you wanted to just spend $15 to see what it's like? I mean, I know that we talked about on our last ep- uh, our last episode about you know if we thought this model was going to work where you can either buy it in installments or you can pay up front for it. You know, uh, I think it's a great idea. Um, I haven't seen any sales numbers, and like what – what is the ratio of people who bought the $15 version versus the $60 version. But um, for $15, like I said, that's not a bad investment. I mean, you're not going to get anything more than what you get whenever you spend it. If you spend $60, you keep getting the uh, the uh, extra episodes as they're released. But for $15, you know, get your feet wet. You know, you get into the game. You find out if you really like it. The only downside is is there's no upgrade option right. from you the $15. The... You just have to buy each episode as it's released. Yeah. And I think you end up paying maybe – five dollars more total oh okay which isn't a terrible deal but uh you know if you're not sure if you're gonna like it that's a small price to pay now did you did you complete the entire first uh installment part yes uh i haven't finished every outcome but i'm still working on that but uh, i've gotten through most of them okay cool uh well that's good i i've I've actually got to play it a little bit i haven't got to play it nearly as much as you i'm just now getting back into the swing of things from being out of town but uh but i i plan to probably finish it either tonight or tomorrow but you know it's good so far it really is and i'm like you in the sense that if i can have a little bit you know spread out over a long period of time like i'm fine with that as long as it's good quality and i I feel like this is a really good quality game and i think they're going to get to the point once the whole thing is out where they'll actually have like daily and weekly missions that change every week which is very interesting too so um my pick of the week is actually a piece of hardware um I'm a big stippler, uh, stickler on audio stuff, like uh, as far as like speakers and sound and things like that. And I've always been a person that have has always liked to have headphones when I play video games because my wife goes to bed at night and she doesn't like you know speakers being turned up really loud, so on and so forth. I'm sure you know about that, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, so uh, so for the longest time, I have used the um, the Sony PlayStation Gold headset, which is the one that's the 7.1 simulated surround sound that you can get an app for and all that stuff. But um, I just had a pair uh, stop holding charge, so I actually got them switched out uh, at the store, and I actually ended up going with a different pair of headphones this time around. Um, it's actually a brand that I hadn't heard of before. It's uh, by a company called Lucid Sound. Uh, the model number is uh, Lucid Sound LS30. Um, but they're wireless uh, headphones, and they're actually made 
so the founder of this company was actually one of the founding men or, uh, members of um, Tritons, if you remember when they oh, yeah. when they had headphones. Uh, he was one of the members that founded that company, and he branched off and did his own thing. Um, but the whole thing is, is they wanted to be able to have gaming headphones that didn't actually look like gaming headphones that aren't super nerdy and plasticky and wild colors and stuff. Um, but he also wanted to focus on a simplicity of how to use them. Uh, and what I like about him is on the left-hand side, there's uh, there's a wheel. So think about think about a volume wheel like on a stereo that you just turn up and you turn down. Um, there's a knob on the left side that you turn up and down to uh, control your volume on one side. And then on the right side, there's another wheel that you that you use uh, for game chat. So literally, you can control two different two different uh, volumes at once, uh, which is really nice without having to go into menus or anything like that. Plus, they're 100% wireless. Um, the boom mic at the end, if you actually have your game audio uh, your game chat muted, it'll actually light up on the end, so you know that it's muted, which is kind of cool. Because so I can't tell you how many times I've talked into my game mic and forgot that I've muted it, and I wonder why people aren't replying back. I do that all the time. Uh, so, so it's super handy for that. Uh, and what's cool is you're you're able to actually mute your game audio and your game chat independently of each other. So if my wife comes in and she's talking to me, I can press in on the end of the ear cup and it mutes my game going into it, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean they're $150, uh, so they're not cheap, and they're stereo as opposed to, uh, as opposed to surround sound. And the reason I the reason I said earlier that I'm kind of a big audiophile and I like surround sound is because I just like you know being able to hear the environment environment. But what I will tell you is even though they're stereo, uh, they could fool me thinking they're surround sound. They're actually really, yeah. really good. So uh, that's just my pick of the week. So um, what else have we got miscellaneous-wise? Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. I do remember, though, uh, speaking of you being an audiophile, years and years ago uh, I was at your house we were playing Rainbow Six Vegas, and I think that was my first experience with surround sound, and the terrorist shot his gun, and I heard the gun, you know, like near the TV, and then I heard the bullet hit the wall, and like the fragments of the wall <laughs> hit the ground like behind me, and I was like, what the heck is this? This is amazing. So I do know that you, uh, you know, you always have the top quality uh, audio Yeah, hardware, just, so. that's just one thing that I like. I, I always have. Uh, one thing that I also wanted to end on, unless you have anything else that I forgot about, because I've seen you pull it up on your computer. Uh, for those of you listening, um... The, the, one of the free games on Xbox uh, Games for Gold right now is um, Lords of the Fallen. Yep. It, I think it's like still a thirty or forty dollar game. Uh, but if you're a big fan of the Dark Soul games or the Bloodborne games, things like that, it's free. Uh, I think until maybe the third of April. Uh, if you have not download, downloaded it, I would highly recommend it. It is a fantastic game. Um, you know, it's to me, it's one of the better free games they've done recently. Uh, so I would highly recommend picking that up if you haven't as well. So Okay, sounds good. Um, I'd like to ask all of you to uh, check out our website, nerdswithmikes.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast on the uh, iTunes store. Travis, you want to add anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, I just appreciate anybody that's actually taken the time to listen to this. I mean... This is only. This isn't even technically our first episode. Uh, we're still just trying to uh, get our feet wet and iron out kinks and things like that. Uh, the third guy that we usually have, he's actually out of town. So by the time we have our actual first episode, he should be back. 
Um, and uh, we would also appreciate any feedback that you guys have uh, and any ideas or anything you would like to see us implement. We would appreciate it. So. Yep, we do accept messages via Facebook. You can email us at podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. We will respond. Uh, but any feedback is extremely, you know, appreciated. Uh, you know, we're still learning. We are having fun, which is the most important thing, and yep. hopefully you're enjoying it. Yep, and thanks for your support, guys. All right, see you. Bye.